Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs, and we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we hold a conversation with Pastor Mike Santiago of Focus Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mike believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. if you had a chance to, I gave you a link, I don't know if you had a chance to... I listened to okay. it, yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. Um, you know, I really, it's a weird show. Totally. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, It yeah. was weird. I get it. Yeah, because I try to find out, um, we talk about the beliefs, but I like to talk about, I try to get to more, a little deeper, like, how do you know what you know, and, you know, sure. and that, I think it's a way to check up on how we know what we know sure. and check up on each other. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of why I do this. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad you saw it. So, um, yeah, I listened to the whole thing. One of the, the last one, I think it was the most recent episode, I believe, or, yeah. or one, one of the links that I was sent. So, right. And so you, you see what we do. And, uh, that last one, um, it was interesting. Cause I get some, Sometimes I get hung up. We get stuck yeah. There was a lot areas. of circles for sure. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, occasionally. But I mean, that's yeah. when you start talking about these type of issues. You know, right. the, um, truth and and morality. You, you get into a, a <laughs> lot of a lot of contradictions if if there's not some sort of firm foundation for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, do you happen to have a belief that you wish to discuss? Um, yeah, I think that. I mean, obviously. I'm a person of faith and a product of my upbringing. Um, you know, I would say I'm third generation, what I think we would classify as Pentecostal evangelical Christian. Um, my grandfather is a part of a denomination called the Assemblies of God. So they are uh, a denomination that's been around for over a hundred years. And, uh, they were formed back in the during the Azusa Street Revival days in California, where there was a lot of crazy things happening. People were being uh, miraculously healed, and people were lining up out the church. This was actually during uh, the last pandemic, during the Spanish flu days, okay. and people were being uh, miraculously healed. And so a lot of people left that meeting in Azusa Street in 1904, 1906, uh-huh. and they began to form their own um denominations or organizational religion is probably what people would call it, but they wanted to formalize what had happened, their experience at Azusa Street in in Los Angeles. And um, so they made the what's called the Assemblies of God. And from there, you have a predominantly African-American uh, denomination called the Church of God in Christ. You have uh, the Church of God, and you have all these other offshoots that happened from that one 
really yeah, I, miracle. I didn't realize the connection there. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so see how we're like cousins almost, you know. Okay. Most of our foundational beliefs yeah. about uh, Jesus Christ being the only way to heaven or a salvation being the only way to heaven through Jesus Christ, we would all, all of those denominations would believe the same thing. But then when you get into nuanced beliefs sure. such as uh, sanctification, you know, are you fully sanctified when you're saved or is it a, uh, a process over the period of your life or a lot of the, the one distinctive that the denomination that I grew up in kind of hangs their hat on or yeah. one that they would really stand on is called initial physical evidence. And that's IPE for short. And I'll kind of explain all this because I know that many listeners might not even know what the Assemblies of God is. So try to circle all the way back. But Well, I won't go too far sure. because I want to I want to make sure um, that, you know, I understand where we're starting from. Right, right. And if I was to encapsulate maybe the belief, right, right. what would that belief be if yeah. I could really understand like what? Yeah, it, like would, be, if, it would be just a, a biblical evangelical Christian, you know, that would be the belief that we believe that Jesus is the son of God. Okay. There's no way to heaven but through Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. Okay. Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. Gotcha. There's 16 fundamental truths that sure. I, that we hang, you know, as predominantly our theology our theology comes from. Sure. And then, you know, um, and the reason why I ask, well, it's a few reasons, but I ask for one belief because right. You know, we don't have so much time. Sure, and we could go through the 16 would take us right. a really long time. But I, I say all that to say I'm third generation yeah. Assemblies of God. So why do I believe what I believe? Yeah, um, perfect. I've had a, a personal encounter with uh, God through his son Jesus, and I've acknowledged his lordship in my life. We would call that salvation. But in addition to that, I was surrounded by people who had already done so. And so I was definitely led to believe at a very, very, very early age that Jesus is the only way. And so you have a personal experience. Yes. And you've had a history. You grew up in a household where. Yes. Generationally. Uh, yeah. Generationally. Yeah. So. And the belief is that Jesus is the Son of God. Yes. And not only did we believe it, mm -hmm. but generationally we practiced it. Yeah. And not only did we practice it, it was vocational generationally of those two reasons personal experience sure. and history family sure. history what would you say it would be the primary reason you know what you know i would say that now at 35 it is personal experience personal experience sure. and on a scale from one to seven mm -hmm. you've heard maybe the scale before um yeah. how confident are you that your belief is true and real seven eight eight out of seven and on a scale from one to seven how uh, important is it for you to believe in things that are true, true and real? Um, how important is truth to you? Oh, eight out of seven, for eight sure. Eight out of seven. Yeah, yeah. And how you know what you know is personal experience. And maybe, if you don't mind, like, give me an example, if you have a good example available of what you mean by personal experience. Yeah, so um, I was eight years old. And someone presented to me the good news. We call it the gospel. Um, that is that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And I acknowledge Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So at that age, I made that I could make that decision in my own mind that that was the truth and that Jesus was the only way. And so I, I it, in our expression, it doesn't have to be this way, but in my experience, yeah. I raised my hand at the end of a service and then walked to the front uh, of a church service, and it just so happened that my grandfather was the preacher on that day. Oh, wow. So you combine <laughs> yeah, the... The two reasons. The, yes, yeah. yeah. My personal experience with my upbringing inter intersected where I made that decision for myself. 
Yeah, and so um, just to use a thought experiment, mm-hmm. um, if Tony is sitting next to you and he practices Islam mm-hmm. and uh, he um, he had that personal experience when he was eight and about Muhammad, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and he believes it's true, mm-hmm. how is there a way that I could? And I know you believe it's true at eight out of seven. And let's sure. say he believes it's true out of eight out of seven. Tony, yeah. I think I yeah. said. Mm-hmm. How is there a way that I can kind of distinguish um, what is true, objectively yeah. true? Yeah, yeah. I, I would uh, admit that I haven't done too much research into the Islamic faith uh, and, yeah. and what they believe in regards to salvation. But for sure. our salvation experience, uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross and his blood uh, when it was shed, was the last sacrifice. We call it the atoning sacrifice, or a uh, really theological term is the pr- propitiation, which means the payment for our sins. And so I would ask Tony, okay. did uh, Muhammad or whoever it is that you worship, were they able to atone for all of the sins of the world through their sacrificial death? And I just don't know enough about their beliefs to know if that's how they would say that it is true. Sure, and the reason why I ask that is that um, is that the primary reason you know what you know is personal experience. And I could just see somebody a different faith, and I just picked Islamic of sure, anything, sure. having an intense personal experience at the age of eight that yeah. somehow told them that that was true. Yeah. We just don't tell time by anybody else except for Jesus. Well, so, I guess what I'm like, saying is like, I'm a third person. How would I know? Like, how would I? How could I? How myself, like hearing you and Tony discuss, yeah. figure out, in my mind, what's true. Well, well, Jesus walked the earth, mm-hmm. and there's we could get into the historical evidence of the fact that Jesus wasn't a fairy tale or a made-up character. Um, again, we tell time by Jesus's, uh, you know, death and when did he die before Christ, after Christ? You know, we have all these years that we've placed. The reason it is the year at the time of this recording, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. is based on Jesus himself. Well, I presume so, if we told time by this way or a different way, I, I would think you'd still have the belief. Sure. Yeah, sure. so I'm trying to understand, like, how how you know, like, what is it? Because, again, I just, I could just see, yeah. I'm just, Islam just one example, sure. obviously. Sure, And I just, I'm well, thinking, like, someone in, as intense as you believe your belief, right. at an eight out of seven. Yeah. On personal experience, and I, sure. I'm just using personal experience because you're telling me totally. that's how you know what you yeah. know. And I could just see, you know, someone else. Um, you know, cool. we use the term faith, which which also requires um, to have evidence of things unseen. And uh, faith means say it again. Yeah. So we, yeah, yeah. in order to believe in something by faith, yeah, you have to have evidence of things that are unseen. Meaning, I, I'm believing that. Things are hoped for, and I have evidence of things unseen. I don't have to tangibly um, hold it in order to believe it to be true. So you're knowing something without evidence for that thing being true. Seen, being seen. I, I, I'm believing something without having to see it. Okay. So you have evidence, but the evidence not seeing it, it's... Yeah, it's like the wind. Um, okay. So I don't see the wind where we're at right now at this yeah, beautiful yeah. front porch. But if the leaves move, right. the leaves didn't move themselves. There was evidence of something unseen. Right. The leaves moving actually prove that there was something unseen. So, and to make your point even stronger maybe, sure. is that um, 
I may not see the wind, but I feel the wind. Yes, totally. And, and in, in our line of expression, the charismatic, like the shoot off of Christianity that we are, the offshoot, uh, we are definitely more of the feelings <laughs> type. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we get uh, flack all the time for our expression or our exuberance in worship because charismatic theology would be more demonstrative and a lot of times less internal and more externally expressed. Are you telling me the evidence you have is a feeling or I'm just trying to understand, sure. really trying to understand. Yeah, where I would say from. that the evidence we have is unseen. So it is, it, I, I cannot um, hold Jesus in my hand. Yeah. And it's not a carven image or an idol that we go and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the Jesus that we worship lived, died, yeah. was buried and is now resurrected in heaven. Yeah, I'm so. just trying to, like, I could see someone who pract- Tony practiced Islam, he could say, uh, and I have talked to people sure. who practice Islam, and they would say, uh, the people I, I talk to, that they, how they know what they know, and, and if they say faith, mm-hmm. they could give the same description of faith as you have, as evidence for things not seen, and um, and they believe it strongly based on their faith and yeah. so i'm still kind of left of like where i think where I, hang I, my hat yeah, on. I go back yeah. to the atoning sacrifice of jesus dying on the cross like that action actually happened sure so i don't know if they have and I, again i'm not sure but i'm not sure if they can point back to a moment where their sins were atoned for where when we think about islam again i wish i knew more maybe i, I probably i i definitely need to uh, study more up on other religions well, and, just, and belief you know, I systems, say, like, you know, anything. I mean, sure, yeah, you could yeah. say Mormons, you could say any, anything, you right. know, uh, Church of the Latter-day Saints, right. anything. Um, I guess for me, Jesus dying on the cross is the, the actual act of his death on that cross, his burial, and then his resurrection. That, those three things in, in time, um, the fact that those happened give me the, the one thing that I believe in, you okay. know? Okay, so... In the beginning, you said how you know what you know is personal experience. Mm-hmm. Are we say, are we changing that now? Or are we saying that the reason why you know what you know are these three things, or is it personal experience? Well, it's my my personal experience is the acknowledgement of that of his of his saving action through dying on the cross. Okay. So, like my personal experience is, I acknowledge that Jesus Christ died for my sins, and the fact that that's true. Right. They both go hand in hand. And rather than use Islam, I'm just going to use sure. this real abstract. Sure. Uh, let's say Buddy Holly sure. is um, Tony, now yeah, believes yeah. that Buddy Holly is a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why he knows Buddy Holly is a god is he has personal experience and he has three things. He yeah. has that uh, I've heard Buddy's Holly music uh, come to me mm-hmm. in a dream. I don't know, but yeah. there's three things, sure. and and he has personal experience of those three things. Mm-hmm. And as a third person, I'm just really trying to understand um, what you what you know. You know in, intently. I mean, you sure. know eight out of seven. Sure. And I can just see someone with that. Mm-hmm. Fervor mm-hmm. with the same method you use, right. the same way you know sure. what you know sure. through personal experience and knowledge of those things through personal experience, arrive at a vastly different conclusion. 
Right. Right. I, Using the same way. Right. I, yeah. Um, so I think one of the an, another component that hasn't been mentioned yet that I think my worldview comes from as well. So yeah. not just personal experience, not just I believe in Jesus, but the fact that we have a moral container. I'll call it a container, but we have a foundation in in the Scripture. So for us, the Bible becomes the lens by which I see most all of my life. It's it's what I stand on from my worldview. So not only do I have personal experience, and not only do I believe that Jesus died, but then I have a um, historical collection of books or what I believe to be the truth, the, the best um, foundation for living in the scriptures. So I don't know if... if uh, I don't know what was the made up. Buddy, uh, I don't know if Buddy Holly yeah, yeah. wrote, wrote a book that, you know, they could stand on or yeah. if he, you know, I believe that God, the father created the earth, you know? So like, I'm because I, that's my, my biblical worldview brings me back to all of those things. And I think a lot of times what happens is I get into conversations where the worldviews are just so different yeah. because, um, you know, the moral foundation is not the Bible for many. And so once you start seeing the Bible as the moral container or the floor, the foundation of everyday life and for my faith, then you look at my personal experience with Jesus Christ and uh, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, um, those the triune God. I don't really want to get into too much theology, but essentially, you know, I've just chosen that that's the that's the directive of my life. I know that it's true, you know. Yeah, and I know you— Eight out of that seven. Intense <laughs> yeah. belief. And yeah, I get it. Um, maybe, maybe put it this way let's say Tony, mm-hmm. who believes that Buddy Holly is a god, and mm-hmm. what he believes, he believes eight out of seven. He mm-hmm. really strongly believes it. But let's say, for the purpose of this conversation, we know that Buddy Holly is not a god. Right. Buddy Holly is a dead musician. Sure. Um, a good musician, but a dead one. Right, just the right, same. right, right. <laughs> and how I'm wondering, like, how could we go? He's eight out of seven. How could we go about telling him or showing mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. that his belief is might not be exactly on target? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it goes back to: Do we know that as Tony, Tony, when he was born, was born? Um, I guess it comes down to my worldview being I'm always going to go back to framing up Tony's life in a biblical worldview. So yeah. we believe that everyone has sinned. We're born into a very uh, de- depra- the depravity of man is real. We were separated from God by our sin. And so I would I, I would try my best to explain to Tony the separation that's created by our sin from us to God and that the only way for us to have a way to heaven, um, through my biblical worldview would be through the atoning sacrifice or for the payment of our sins is through Jesus Christ. And yeah. I would say, uh, Buddy Holly, though was a great musician, uh, did not atone, could not pay for the sins of the world. And so the, the distinctive would be Buddy Holly did not save you of your depravity, of your sin, of your wickedness, of all of our sins. You know, we only have, there's only one savior. And there's only one by one name. And again, all of this is derived in Scripture. So if you don't have a biblical worldview, we'd have to study the Scriptures together until um, the the Word would illuminate that that reality, you know. Yeah, so I think what you're saying is is that um, Buddy Holly 
uh, Tony, I'm sorry, uh, doesn't have a biblical worldview to see the Bible as true. Yeah, and we don't have historical fact that Buddy Holly saves us from our sins or died on a cross, right? Like, we know that Jesus died on a cross, historically speaking. Yeah. You know, like that, it was an actual event. Whether you think it saves you, whether you put your faith in Jesus or not. Yeah. Like, the person of Jesus Christ, historically, you know, he's not a fairy tale. This is not a, a made-up character, you know. Well, let's say Tony truly believes this. I mean, let's say, tr- you know, mm-hmm. Buddy Holly, he believes that he believes that Buddy Holly, Tony is, believes that Buddy Holly is not made up. Right. He's a real person who died. Sure. And he's coming from a musical worldview. Right. right. And, and what you may or may not have. Totally. And he grew up in a musical worldview. And if you don't have that musical worldview, you're not going to believe it. But yeah. he believes sure. truly that Buddy Holly is a god. And the reason why someone else might not believe it is they just don't have that experience of Buddy Holly saving people or helping people like Buddy Holly helped Tony. Mm-hmm. And again, truly, I am interested in what's objectively real. I am. Right, I right. Mean, if what you're saying sure. is more objectively aligned with the truth, I will sure. gladly pay attention to what you're sure. saying. And if Tony was saying was, is more objectively mm-hmm. aligned with the truth, same goes for him. Right. And I'm I'm just trying to see something I can lay my hat on right. that can help me make a better and more informed um, decision. Sure. And um, well, I think yeah. we start with the person of Jesus. Like the fact that Jesus was on the earth is not just a Christian idea. Like we didn't. Um, I say we Christians didn't just make Jesus up. He was a real person that came from God. Was sent, you know, to be born of Mary. And so, like those are. Those aren't even biblical facts. Those are historical facts that have been proven even outside of just the 66 books that make up the Bible. I'm sorry, what was the historical fact? I just don't understand. Yeah, the fact that Jesus was an actual person, you know, that he he actually, like, I believe in... I think Tony would say Buddy Holly's an actual person. Yeah, he would. Okay. He would. Okay. But what he, what, what he, but what he probably couldn't say, and maybe he could, is that... Ultimately, at the core of the, the depravity of man, the sin of man, like the our wickedness was not paid for. We were not reconciled to our creator through Buddy Holly. You know, we were reconciled to our creator through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And the again, Jesus is real. We know that part. And then it's going to take faith. It's going to okay. take a belief in I something see. that you can't see to know that that atoning sacrifice was the last payment for our sins that ever had to be made. So we no longer have to, um, thank God I don't have to go by Walmart on my way to church and purchase a goat for all of the mistakes I made or bring doves to church. Um, So this truly hinges on faith, that evidence for things not seen, as you say, mm -hmm. and you have the strong faith, this evidence for things not seen for uh, Jesus and yep. Tony has his evidence, let's say, for things not seen for Buddy Holly. Yeah. And um, and all of it really comes together in the Word. So in, in the Bible, I'll say the, I say the Word, that's a really Christian way to put it, in the scriptures of the Bible. You yeah. know? And so if, now if Tony has a Bible, you right. know, uh, the Buddy Holly Bible, music Bible, 
what we could do is sit together and probably take a lot of time, yeah. but we could say, okay, what does your Bible say about uh, life after death or eternity is what we would say. Does everyone live forever somewhere or, you know, sure. those are the questions that we could go through. And eventually, I would say probably after many cups of coffee yeah. and um, jam jam sessions in the, you know, in the basement, yeah. we could derive at, all right, well, I guess the Bible, again, my where I derive my worldview um, is truth. And the Buddy Holly Bible of Music is a good writing, but it doesn't have the power to save us from our sin, our, our depravity. I think what you're telling me is what you would do with Tony is you take a lot of time using the Bible, showing that the Bible is true. I think um, there's a couple of ways that people can come to faith in Jesus Christ. They have to believe it. It's going to require faith. And then they're going to need to probably see it modeled in other people's lives. And so that's a lot of what happened to me. I, I grew up in a very conservative Christian household to where I saw it modeled. And I've come to a point now, I'm 35, I have three children of my own, I lead a church, and I've told this to my congregation, so I'll say this uh, on the air and sure. on the record, even if heaven wasn't real, even if heaven, let's say we missed it on the theology of the afterlife, let's okay. say heaven and hell didn't exist, yeah. we, we die and we become food for the worms, I'd still think that the Christian life here on earth, derived from a biblical worldview, is the best thing for society and for an understanding of what morality is and truth. So what you're saying is is that your belief is important because even if it wasn't true, it's helpful. Even if it wasn't true after life. Even if... Even if the afterlife okay. portion Sorry, of that, it, yeah. Even if the afterlife portion of it wasn't yeah. true, like I'm not believing saying, it would be helpful. It's not just fire insurance. You I know, see, I'm not I just see. saying I believe in Jesus so that I don't get damned to hell. You know, yeah. uh, I believe in Jesus so that I can go to heaven. That's a result of a life lived for Christ, but that's not the ultimate reward. Even if that wasn't the reward, I, I think that uh, the biblical worldview allows life here on earth to have a sense of purpose and direction. You're an eight out of seven on this belief. That's a very strong belief. <laughs> and that's strong. more strong than most people. Usually they're a seven out of seven yeah, or a five I, out of if seven. If I was or... weak, if I was weak in my belief uh, and people got a hold of this recording, I might not have a job too. But that's not why I believe. I'm, I'm fully convinced, you know. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, I really do believe it. Well, along those lines then, um, you're an eight out of seven and that's a intense belief, what would, this may seem like a strange question, but sure. what would make you a 10 out of 7? What would make you even stronger in your belief that you oh. are so strong, but right now, like, yeah. is, I, that's a great I would, question. I, I don't know if there's room to be even stronger. To sure. me, 8 out of 7 seems sure. like there might not be, if, but could if, there be? If yeah. there's room, I'm all for it. So, like, if there's room, I would, and I believe that's what we would maybe call in the theological term would be like sanctification, like the process of growing nearer to God, um, growing in our walk. Discipleship is another word that we use. Um, these are all like real Christian terms. I'm trying to, if I wanted to believe more than what I believe now, yeah. I'll just, I probably will. <laughs> you know, okay. every day I, I inch my way closer to a 10. So what will make 
what would help you get from the eight to a ten? I'm trying to understand like what things. Help. I mean, I'm probably am a ten. I, I'm, I probably should have said ten from the beginning. You know, well, ten to eleven. What would yeah. help you a fifteen? I, I, what? Yeah, just trying to understand uh, yeah. like how your process. The late Eugene Peterson, he was a writer and a theologian. Uh -huh. He said, uh, a, a life, "The life of a Christian is just long obedience in the same direction." So, and so living your life now, just doing can, what you're doing. Yes. The process of sanctification, the process of obeying, the obeying. process, of, yeah, of submitting, surrendering my life to to God and the leading uh, of of Christ. So surrendering yourself to God, yeah. leading. Those are things that make you stronger in your faith. Yeah. We would call it being led by the Spirit. But again, those are real, like, insider language. But no worries. It's, so, it's increasing my discernment. Maybe discernment is a word that, that better articulate. Like, really, the more I live, mm -hmm. the more I want to know God's purposes and plans for my life. That helps. The so Bible you, says God's will is perfect, pleasing, and good. And so... The closer I can get to the center of His will, or to the to God's will for my life, yeah. the 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 more real it will become to me. Even though at this moment, yeah. it's as most it's as real as I think it can become. Sure. So I think basically what you're saying is, if you had even more personal experience with the belief being true, you would believe the belief more intently. Sure. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, sure. but. So as long as it lines up with the scriptures. So, like, I would say this: if something happened that would contradict the scriptures, it wouldn't cause me to believe more. I would say that's not really part of what we believe. Um, trying to give a good example: if uh, if someone who claimed the name of Christ started uh, murdering people and it, under the name of, of of Christian, you know, whatever, some violent act. Yeah. I'd say, well, that doesn't line up with, you know, with the Bible. So I don't believe I don't believe God more because they were able to do that. So you things know? that more personal experience with things that line up with the Bible, yes. then you'd believe even stronger. Yeah. Okay. Let's like, I don't want my theology to ever deviate from the scriptures. Yeah, I get that because that that's the you know the the dangerous road that many denominations go down, and they start to. Um, weaken the authority of the inspired word of God. Let's take the other side then. Mm -hmm. Would you, could you see a scenario where a different kind of personal experience uh, that would take you from an eight to a 15, uh, 15, was there a different kind of personal experience that you could have that would take you for uh, your confidence level that your belief is true from an eight to a seven or eight to a 7.9. Sure. I sit on this porch today ready to die for my faith. So no. So there's nothing that you could experience that would decrease your confidence in your belief. No. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We will continue our conversation with Pastor Mike Santiago who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, right after this short break.
Are you enjoying the program and wish to help? Please leave us an Apple Podcast review. Thanks. I sit on this porch today ready to die for my faith. So, no. So, there's nothing that you could experience that would decrease your confidence in your belief. No. Do you think it's useful... Can I bring up a verse real quick that just talks about confidence and belief? In the, the book of Psalms says, I will remain confidence, confident in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord. And so the, David, the psalmist, understood that no matter what trial or tribulation or experience comes that way, that we would remain confident in God. If, and let's maybe, maybe it'd be easier to use Tony as an example here. So Tony believes his belief that Buddy Holly's a god at an 8 out of 7, and he could easily go to a 15 or 20 out of 7, but there's nothing we could tell him at all, nothing that could take him from an 8 to a 7.999. And we know, let's just say for a fact, for him, Mm -hmm. that his belief isn't true. Right, right. It seems to me that Tony has a belief that couldn't be shown to be correct, even though we happen to know that his belief is incorrect. Right. That's faith. Yeah. That's faith. Yeah. Do you think it's useful to have a belief, any belief, Mm -hmm. that can't be shown to be incorrect? Because if a belief can't be shown to be incorrect, then how do we really know that it's true? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we have to sometimes separate our experiences with that belief from the foundational truth found in what I believe to be the Bible. And so everything that I believe can be found at the foundation of his word, of the, of the Bible. Yeah. So, and that's, a, uh, the, the Bible says this again, I go, I'm going to go back to the, to the Bible because that's where I derive my worldview, sure, but sure, it says sure. that the grass withers, the flowers will fade but the word of the Lord remains the same. So the reason I can't decrease in my belief wouldn't be that I can't change how I believe or what I, how I express what I believe, but I can't change what's true because the Bible doesn't change. Yeah. But so if you have a biblical worldview and the Bible doesn't change, right. then the worldview can't, doesn't change. And the way I hear what you're telling me, and tell me if I'm I'm hearing this correctly, is that when I hear that a belief couldn't be shown to someone to be incorrect if it happened to be incorrect, and I'm not saying your belief is incorrect. Sure, sure, I'm listening. I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. I got that. But the way I hear it is that, and I'm not... I'm, uh, I'm just really trying to be honest and sure and forthcoming here is that when I hear that to me it it says that reasons and I'm really not trying to I, I don't want to like um, say anything that's no, you're fine outlandish. It, to me it says I, that reasons don't matter because regardless of anything that belief to that person is true so to discuss reasons, I'm, uh, it doesn't. So what I guess, are we discussing? Yeah. So I yeah. guess if there was one thing that you could do that yeah, would yeah. diminish my belief, um, 
prove that the Bible is fairy tale or did or, or not actual. That's not a historical collection of books that was inspired by God, written by so many different authors and assembled in the canon. Like, I guess the disproof wouldn't be anything other than somewhere, somehow proving that the Bible is not truth. And the Bible didn't, wasn't written or the Bible was full of fairy tale or, you know, uh, Jesus didn't die on the cross. Like if Jesus didn't die on the cross, if you, I mean, I guess I'd have to change my belief. So you're saying, um, if someone could prove to you that something didn't happen, like Jesus didn't die on a cross mm-hmm. or a number of other things, then you would reduce your confidence in the belief? Or is that what you're saying? I mean, if you came to me and you told me Jesus didn't die on the cross, I'd have to say, show me in the scriptures where Jesus didn't die on the cross. So that's not a good test. Well, and then, <laughs> I, and, and then I'd say, I'd say, show me where in the scripture, how these scriptures have weakened in their, um, in their validity. Right. Yeah, so like, yeah, I'd yeah. be willing to go on a journey that would, that would try to disprove that the, the the passages of the Bible didn't actually happen. I, I really am confident in. But I'm thinking it, in the end, you even sure. before embarking on that journey. Sure, but, but even even if I let's say I wasn't a Christian, yeah, sure, and I was exploring Christianity, yeah. biblical worldview. I was interested in a biblical worldview. I'd still think that anyone would derive that the historical facts of the Bible uh, actually happened. Like the, this wasn't. Um, the Gospels, the four first books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they weren't uh, writing fairy tale. They were actually recounting what they had firsthand account of. Yeah. And, and so the validity of the Bible then leads me to the validity of Jesus. And then the words of Jesus then lead me to my personal experience with who he left, which is the Holy Spirit, when he ascended into heaven. And so... I guess you'd have to disprove the Bible, and it would have to be pretty clear that those events didn't happen. Like somewhere, somehow, and after 2,000 years, I I think we'd have a hard time finding that. And then you'd have to really convince me that Jesus Jesus was not the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, that he wasn't what John said, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, or he wasn't who all the Old Testament prophets say that who he was when he came to this earth. So, and I, and There's a I, lot of untangling that would have to happen. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I think, and what you're telling me is, is which I do uh, uh, appreciate, is you're giving me a test. You're giving me that, you know, if a test went uh, a certain way, you'd be more, be more likely to believe this thing. And if a test went this way, you'd more possibly maybe believe another way. Yeah. And um, It would take a long time, though, for me to deconstruct to that level. Like decons- it, so the test, so... Like for you to tell me, I don't think the Bible is. I, let's just make it a, a, up an example. I think the Bible was han, man-made and fairy tale. Never happened. Well, with with Tony, who believes that Buddy Holly is God, mm-hmm. and he said, "I will, I'll, uh, I'll entertain that Buddy Holly is not a god if you can prove to me, show me mm-hmm. that Buddy Holly is not a god." Yeah. How do we show a negative in that sense? How do we show somebody that something doesn't? exist. I'm, I'm just wanting to know if that's... Probably an immense amount of time. I mean, it would just take a lot of time. I'm wondering if that, like, how we could show... He's, he believes it, and he says, I'm perfectly willing not to believe it if you show me that doesn't exist. The great thing about Jesus, I love so many things about Jesus, 
is that he was there. And he was. And I, I know that I'm, again, I'm, I'm 8 out of 10. I'm improving 11 now. And we, we know, like historians know that Jesus was there. You might not believe he was the savior of the world, the atoning sacrifice for your sins. But even secular, like you don't have to be a Christian to believe that Jesus walked the earth, you know. Is there some people believe he was a good person or a prophet or another guy that was just a revolutionary against the government? But ultimately, everything that he said lined up with so many things that were spoken hundreds of years before he came onto the scene. He knew what had been spoken of him, and he was sent by God to redeem us as the the atoning sacrifice or the propitiation for our sins. Is do you think confidence in a belief equates to how true a belief might be? No. Okay. No. So if someone held your belief at a five... Oh, I talk with people all the time. I mean, I pastor a church where the spectrum is really wide. People are uh, still exploring matters of faith who have not put their... I would say put their faith in Christ or acknowledge Christ as uh, as their Lord and Savior. And then there are people who kind of like me, you know, we, we were saved nine months before we were born. Obviously, you know, yeah. we came to a point of acknowledgement. So I, I deal with people all the time, uh, doubting, doubting if this is real, doubting if God is, is real. Did he really send Jesus to die for our sins? Is the gospel true? Um, all, I, I, all of that all the time, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a lot of time. I think uh, conversations like these help people uh, one way or the other. I think that um, well, I'm thinking of Tony, mm-hmm. that, you know, Tony believes his belief at 8 out of 7, and let's say he still believes his belief very strongly, and it was a 6 out of 7, mm-hmm. right? And then what he's, what I, how I see Tony is that he's left the door open for an al- alternative view, which in his case, mm-hmm. I'm not saying your case, but sure. in his case, that's could be quite helpful for him because we happen to know his belief is not true. Right, right. And I'm wondering, just in a general sense, would it be better for any belief if we just held any belief, and I'm just really truly talking off the top of my head sure. here, we, tr- we held any and all beliefs at a less than seven. It could be 6.9, but any and all beliefs at a, lef- at a less than seven, and that way it leaves the door open for, you know, I might not have perfect awareness of everything and then sure. I could change my worldview down the line if it happened to me need to be changed I've never okay I've gone on a I've gone on a, a slight deviation when I was a kid I'd yeah. say you know when you go to college especially these days and when I was in college you know you you get a, an ounce of freedom and you you know you get an inch of freedom and you take a mile and you start yeah. to you start to really think, was I brought up in a, was what I was brought up in a cult, right? Was what I brought up in cultish? Were, were these expressions of faith uh, real or was it hoopla? Was it manipulation? Was I, was I too much in a bubble that wasn't true? And anytime that I've deviated and I've never gone on a huge deviation, I've never, you know, journeyed to a different faith or anything like that too far. But anytime that I've ever questioned my faith, I go back to the, I keep going back to the fact that there's no one else that's ever saved the world from their depravity, from their wickedness. We were like, there's, there's no other atoning sacrifice in all of the earth. And 
in any other other world religions, they demand worship to carbon images, or you'll find a lot of contradictions or um, folk tale, you know, in um, in a lot of the things. Uh, and I don't want to I don't want to specifically bash any other specific belief system. I just have a full understanding that there's just a lot more holes in many of the other faiths that have ar- have arisen over the years. I go back to the fact that there's only one person that's paid for my sins. There's only one atoning sacrifice. Buddy Holly didn't die for my sins. And there's no historical evidence that he died for my sins. So I I, I guess whenever I deviate, let's say I go to explore matters of faith, go to a 6.9, 6.7, I just always come back to the fact that nothing else, no one else um, has the message of reconciliation to to God the Father and to redemption of our sins and the hope of the world, which is Jesus Christ. The very beginning of our talk, I asked you how strongly you believe your belief. You said 8 out of 7. Yeah. You're still 8 out of 7. Sure. Um, last thought here. If you didn't have this belief, the strong belief that you had have, do you think you'd be the same person? Do you be a different person? How, how If you're yeah. If you were to be a different person, how do you think you'd be different? Wretched. How so? Evil. How so? Um, I'm going to try not to use Christian words, but we, I would be dead in my sins, meaning I'd be um, lifeless. Um, the Bible talks about being pulled out of miry clay and placed on a solid rock. So I'd be sinking sand. I would be uh, in the, the valley of despair. My life would be meaningless, lacking purpose. Uh, it would be full of sin and evil intent. I'd probably act out on every thought and every fleshly idea that I had. Um, well, so the, well, I would that's, say— that's, that's very powerful. You're telling me that this belief is what's stopping you from doing some bad things. Absolutely, because when I was born of the Spirit—so when I was born into Christ, when I was saved, I received— a new nature. The Bible says the old is gone and the new has come. And so I'm no longer the old person. In this uh, acknowledgement of the Lordship of Jesus Christ, I am now able to have what's called fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, um, self-control, all of those things. And if not, I will deviate to my old nature, my flesh man, my, um, I will be just led by a lack of morality that would lead to doing whatever pleased my flesh. Yeah, I wonder, like, when people have, like, beliefs, like, uh, like the first belief that we talked about, like, it could be Islam, it could be mm-hmm. Judaism, or it could be um, uh, Buddy Holly, sure. or you name it. I wonder what stops them from doing bad things to their fellow humans when they don't have, let's say, your belief, you sure. know? I think I think there's... Always, everyone's always in seek of morality. Everyone's looking for to be a good, to be good. Everyone's looking. The thing is, we can distinguish between good and bad. We've been given that choice of free will, whether we are a Christian or not. We've all we all have the choice. Uh, That's what makes us different than like animals per se. Animals uh, can't acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because they don't get to decide. Uh, They don't get a choice. So, I think everyone that has been born here on this earth has a choice, and we inherently know what is right and what is wrong. That's That mor- morality is embedded into who we are as human nature. You don't have to tell a kid, you know, to misbehave. They know that, that don't do that, you know, stop, 
no, no. Why? Because we, we know that what's right and what's wrong. Um, so I, I really believe that people that haven't, aren't Christians or haven't been saved or whatever you want to call it, haven't come to faith in Jesus, we have this moral sense, but what we lack a lot of times is a moral container or moral foundation to know where do we, where do we go from here. I really do believe that we are, and I don't want to get too crazy with it, but we are, we are lacking immense uh, moral foundation as a nation. You know, if you look at some of the founding fathers, um, uh, almost all of them, I think all but uh, only a few of them were Christians. And now um, that kind of foundation was, was kind of embedded into the birth of our nation. It's no longer there. So. How do you feel like this talk went? That was great. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Had a great uh, time. Oh, good. I hope you did. I hope you did. It's, um, it, I, as you know, it's a very different kind of talk. Sure. And I really, I really like these things, conversations to be very cordial and hopefully to come across that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, truly enjoy talking with you. I really, sure. it's, um, I love talking, having these conversations and they're always very thought provoking and from my end and hopefully sure. you know, from here as well. So. And do you just leave them open ended like that? I'm assuming. And you just, you never let people in on what, what your belief is or oh, where you stand? Oh, I'm an open book. Oh really? Oh yeah. Uh, please feel free to ask me any question if you'd like. Yeah. Um, I. Do you pertain I, to any community of faith or any any sort of tenets or belief system? I or? don't. I don't have a strong faith. I don't have a faith in God, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm open. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm open. I think if, um, um, but the way I would want to have knowledge in this situation and in. The reason why I talk about faith mm-hmm. in these ways of knowing things, how you know, yeah. is that faith, the reason why I bring these up as examples, can bring you to different conclusions, sure. right? And if there, um, I would need a way to know that could be uh, checked up on and not, in my belief about it doesn't matter. You know, it's more of an objective thing that we can, objective quality to the belief. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm describing, explaining sure. myself well sure. or not. But I think that those are ways that I would um, know that. And I think having a faith in not just, in, it, could be, I'm, it could be any God, that I would, it's a strong claim. And I would, and for a strong, a claim it not is, powerful. It is a claim. It is a powerful claim. I, yeah, I would. It's life-altering, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would, need, I would need some for a strong claim, I need some some strong evidence, sure. and that's how I see it in my mind. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Would you mind if I prayed right now, just to my God, right here? Go for it. Awesome. <laughs> God, I thank you for our time together today. Thank you for this conversation. You ordained it. Who would have Who would have thought that a YouTube video link would have led to a front porch conversation? Only you can orchestrate those details in life. And uh, I just want to say that I love you, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to my brother. Uh, about matters of faith. And I pray you would reveal uh, what you need to reveal so that you could become real and evident in the life of my friend here. And I just pray uh, for many blessings over his home and over his podcast and over everything he, he does. I just pray that you would bless it and bring your favor upon it. And um, and as he journeys and as he explores matters of faith, I pray that he would, he would uh, one day know that uh, Jesus is the only way. And if today is not that day, Lord, I pray that you would reveal it to him in a way where he would know beyond the shadow of a doubt. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming by. And I really appreciate you talking with me. I do. I really do. No problem. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon. 
And you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week. Enjoy the funk.